You came to the right place, baby. Welcome to the podcast where three girlfriends from the East Coast align each week to chat about all things mental health and wellness from crystals to cocktails. Laugh and heal with us as we navigate balance, confidence, and learning to love each and every inch of ourselves every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Crystals to Cocktails. We are so excited to uh, to just be here with you today, but I'm going to have Linz kick it off with pulling a card from that crystal deck. Yes. So I actually today, I, it's so funny guys, before we started recording, I was like, Haley, I want to pull a card from your deck. And so she kind of like pre-pulled the card this time and sent it to me. And I was like, are you sending me a deck deck? Um, so I just wanted to share that little funny moment with everyone uh, because it happened before we hit record. But anyways, our crystal today is, I believe it's pronounced azurite or azurite. Um, and when looking at this crystal, it actually looks like a topographical map. Have you ever seen those versions of maps where you can see like the rivers and the trees and the, I don't know, depth of the land? It literally looks just like that. And the short description is get laser focused. So with this crystal, you can bring a laser focus to all areas of your life. If you direct your full attention to one thing at a time, you'll be more efficient and productive in everything you do. Facts. Life is busy and it can pull you in many different directions. Staying focused and disciplined can help you avoid pivoting toward unwelcome distractions. You have the ability to control where your mind goes. Harness its power to bring awareness to your thoughts and stay on track. That was a dramatic pause, by the way. Um, So here are some core questions that you can ask yourself when you are holding this crystal. So first and foremost, what does being focused look like to you? What areas of your life would you benefit from more focused attention? And what do you need to focus on today? And here is a good action and it's an affirmation um, that you can use and do while holding this crystal, but you can affirm in quotes, I harness the power of my attention to support my goals. So on any given day, as you're holding the Azurite crystal, pick a single task and commit to finishing it before you begin the next. So that laser focused energy, which um, I love the idea of this. I feel like this was actually supposed to be the one that you pulled for me, Haley, because I I have been so distracted and dealing with focus issues so much in the last few months. I just feel like I've had a few months of like just straight up brain fog. And this was very enlightening. I'm even before I even get this crystal, I am going to use some of those core questions, I think, you know, just ask myself, what do I look like when I'm focused? Let's do more of that. All of the questions that we, um, like for these crystal decks, we, you can use them in like your journal prompts. Kelsey, you're so gross. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, you know, I was actually going to say that, Uh, every time we pull a crystal, it just, it's like, holy shit, the way that it aligns with what's going on in my life, our lives is wild to me because I'm like, you know, uh, similar to Lindsay, I've had this brain fog and I've kind of this pat over this past week, like really started to hone in on the things that I need to do to become focused in specific areas of my life. So, uh, it's just like, 
okay, you know, the universe, like, yeah, you're right. You need to do that. Let's fucking go. So true. I believe in fate, and this is just one example. <laughs> I just want to scream, but I'm not going to. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, boy oh. <laughs> I've never heard that one before, but I like it. Oh my god, I call I call my boyfriend Boyo. I call everyone Boyo. <laughs> I think that's the one part of my Irish roots I still um, still you know resurrect from yeah. time to time. Maybe the o, the O from my last name dropped off onto your little phrase there. Oh, <laughs> Kelsey, explain yourself. So before we got on the call, I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, we all have Irish roots. So Haley's last name used to be McDevitt. Uh, Lindsay's last name is Feeney. And my last name is Crossan. From what I gather, it used to be O Crossan, but we dropped the O. Oh, Crossan. I love it. Like when people came to America, like just back in the day, they just freestyled the last name. We're like, you know what? How about the remix? Like no one was able to have their like true last name. I I just love that that was the energy that they were greeted with. My um, my father told me that his great grandparents came from off the boat to from Ireland here. And so he actually lived with his great grandparents um, no, sorry. His grandparents, my great grandparents, his grandparents came off a boat from Ireland and he lived with them for a long time. So my dad's, when he wants to do the Irish accent, is on point. Oh my God. Um, but he tells me that story. I think it's just so wild that like, I just feel like that's not that long ago, mm. you know? No, not at all. Uh, and honestly, I don't know like how true that story is. you know how like now ancestry dna and like 83 like all of those things are so prevalent and then you're you're, you're all of a sudden you're like oh i'm only one percent that i haven't done any of that yet so i honestly don't know the percentage on my you know um different nationalities but i think it's always super interesting to you know hear those those stories yeah, for sure. I'm loud and proud Irish. I mean, you can't tell my pink hair, but I am. I know <laughs> I you. you live- what was that? So I can tell that you're Irish just by looking at you. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, I've been told a few things about my freckles. I've been told that I look. My face is the map of Ireland. I've <laughs> been told a face without freckles is like a night without stars. They. Oh. Yeah, that's a cute one. I can credit credit my boyfriend with that one. But I will also say that they're one of my favorite things about me. And people with freckles. I mean, you don't have to be Irish to have freckles. I think. <laughs> I don't know, but, um, I will say that they are one thing that I feel like most of the time when you meet people with freckles, they have felt indifferent about them at some point in their life. And I've always been like, I'm that girl. Like I've always like felt so comfortable in my skin with them. And actually in the winter, when I have less, I'm like, am I having an identity crisis or do we just need a few more freckles to feel like ourselves? Oh, I love that so much. Oh my God. <laughs> 
When I was little, I was the person that was super insecure about having freckles and I looked up every possible way to remove them off my face. Like I, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I did so much research when I was younger and I was like, oh, lemon juice, like rubbing lemon juice on my face. <laughs> like, really None of the things work. I was just tortured. I bet you them. smelled amazing. <laughs> So, you know, I love that you embrace it because they're absolutely beautiful. That's the first thing that I noticed about you, Lindsay. And it wasn't like, it wasn't about like, oh my God, that girl has freckles. It was like, um, that girl is so confident in her freckles. And I, that's like, as soon as I saw your picture, I saw on like a, a wellness community. And that second I saw your, the second I saw like your welcome post, I was like, this girl's, I need to follow her immediately. I was obsessed. It's so sweet. I love it. I love your freckles so much. Um, Thank you. So yeah, we're going to kind of talk about like people that impacted us in really big ways. And sometimes, okay, this is, I didn't even tell you guys before the call, but some of these people, maybe they didn't really impact you in like a, um, like a positive way. Like maybe they, but, but seeing that, seeing their struggle impacted you in a positive way, if that makes sense. So like, you, you get that right yeah absolutely. yeah and I think also uh you know we're, we're we kind of Haley brought up this idea of this episode being kind of on uh the saints within our our lives and you know people that have helped shape us and you know when you think saint I feel like you can you always think uh of such a positive but also I think that you know this is kind of going to turn into just more about the people that have shaped us and sometimes it's not positive people sometimes it's sometimes you're in you know come across people in your life I'm sure you all heard that quote you know people come into your life for a season or reason or a lifetime but they all help uh the trajectory of the rest of your life they all help uh mold you into the person that you're meant to be and even if it feels like in those moments you're not loving that you came into contact with them or that they were someone in your life um i i'm a strong believer that you know everything does happen for a reason and i think that uh that's kind of where we're headed with the episode today yeah 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 so i don't i don't think that we should just choose one person i think that we should just talk about maybe a couple like maybe starting from when you were younger um, and it could be like a teacher. It could be the homeless man that like you gave money to. I don't know, you know. Yeah. So, who wants to go first? I mean, I guess uh, this is gonna sound so cliche, but my numero uno would definitely be my mom, <laughs> uh, and she's just set such an example of the type of woman I aspire to be uh, and has been there through so much, but also been through so much on her own and watching, you know, the struggles that she has faced and the things that she's gone through and overcome. Uh, and she just always keeps this positive energy going uh, and holds it together for everyone, no matter what. So I think that that would be you know, kind of the, the first person I would think of for sure that has helped shape me in definitely a positive way. 
I fucking love Jean so much. <laughs> you know, I think that she should have a day for herself. Like, it should be a Jean Marone <laughs> day on the calendar somewhere. Also, maybe, can we have her on the, ep- on the podcast? Oh, absolutely. She would fucking love I, it. I would love that so much. Obviously, your dad, too. <laughs> you know we keep talking about the fact that we're gonna have guests on the podcast maybe we should have them be the first <laughs> i know uh, really should i don't know who what a first guest would be i do have some in mind actually so yeah what about you lens yeah my first is definitely my mom too um she just I'm always so amazed by, I mean, I think a lot of moms fit into this category, but some people who aren't moms too, that just, they are so able to tune in to exactly what someone needs to feel better or what someone needs to make their life a little bit easier. And I, my mom, the way that she goes above and beyond for not just us, but all the people in her life and at every range of loving them back, you know, she just, um, is just an icon. Um, one of the most selfless people I know, but also, um, just like the most fun person to be around. And I think that that's just an amazing combination. So yeah, my first is definitely my mom too. That sounds weird. My first is my mom. (laughs) Um, no, I, I, I love seeing, I see how close you and your mom are right now. And it's like, so you guys like go to concerts together, party hard. I love it so much. It's so great to see you guys like love so hard. Um, I mean, same. My mom is amazing. She raised four girls, single, like she, single mom. Well, they got divorced. Uh, Yeah, God bless Brenda. If you're listening, mom. Uh, Yeah, four girls. I can't, I can't even imagine. Um, yeah, she taught me so much. She was, um, had the, probably the most fucked up childhood I ever could imagine. But, um, and then of course, like she had like the, a marriage that didn't work out and she just kept going and going. She got like sick so many times, like cancers, brain aneurysm, just still going strong and always has a smile on her face, no matter what, always tries to make somebody else smile every single day. Um, but the one thing I love so much about my mom is actually last night I was talking to a bunch of my, um, like life coaching clients and they were talking about how like a lot of their parents kind of like, uh, silenced them, like didn't really allow them to have their voice. And the one thing my mom did and always does, she's like for sure my best friend because I can tell her anything. Like the biggest secrets on earth that I would never even tell anyone, like not even one of my sisters, I would tell my mom for sure. She's always like just made it okay for me to, to share my truth. And that's like my number one thing about that I love about my mom. Wow, that's so yeah. incredible. And I uh, your mom is like one of my favorite people because she's <laughs> She's just always so, she's always so happy. She's so funny. She's just like, she's got a great attitude. And like you said, you know, overcome so much and still, you know, keep that smile on her face. Uh, It's just, yeah. She's the biggest flirt though. It like, her husband won't listen to this. He never would. Doesn't even know what a podcast is. But like, she's been with her new, like a new 
my husband. Yeah. I don't know, like 20 years almost now. And, um, it's so funny. She works at a hospital and she'll always FaceTime me when she's working. She's like, I have somebody new working with me. His name is Stephen. And she'll just be like, I, Stephen, do you like me? Like she'll just, she's such a flirt. It is, she just tries to make everybody so like in a loving space, like too much. But when you leave her, you feel like just so much love. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love that. Like your mom's flirted with me before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone and everyone. She's just like, love me. That's so amazing. <laughs> it's so cute. But it's not cute when I don't look cute and she's FaceTiming me, showing me these guys being like, so-and-so is working. Do you want to talk to them? And she just flips the camera around like, no. And I can't even say no in front of the person's face. Anyway, very blunt. And that's another reason why I'm the way I am. <laughs> so what about, maybe we should talk about like maybe someone that wasn't, you don't have to say names, but maybe that you learned from them. And so because of them, you changed the course of your life. Hmm. Yeah. I can definitely go first because as soon as you just said that, I had like a vivid flash through my mind. Um, so I would say that it's not like one particular person, person, <laughs> person, but probably a series of people who were fake friends to me in high school. And I learned you know, I did not have a lot of friends in high school. Um, but what I learned is actually how to be a good friend because I had a lot of different examples of people not treating me well and not being a true friend to me and really, you know, understanding how that made me feel and tuning into the pain of that actually helped me to now when I make decisions as an adult and as someone who is making friends and maintaining friendships, like, um, it just taught me how I would never want to make someone feel. And so I give a lot of thought and a lot of attention to what I say to people and how I say things to people and how I treat the people who mean the most to me. And I think that it's just made me a better friend, sister, daughter, girlfriend, all those things because of those instances of just, um, yeah, just mm -hmm. never wanting yeah. to make anyone feel like the way I felt. Mm. Yeah. I literally like fake friends. I just hashtag no fake friends. Like <laughs> fake friends are the worst. I totally understand exactly what you're saying. And yeah, same. For sure. I really, you know, would love for them to hear this podcast episode and be like, damn. Right. Damn. <laughs> But Lindsay, you really are like one of the most incredible friends ever. And I love that, uh, you know, you, you took that something shitty and you didn't let it like break your spirit, you know, you didn't let it harden you. And, uh, you know, I, I know that you're selective about the people that you have and keep in your life for a good reason, but like you are just still so giving and loving and, fucking fussy yeah. and like I can't imagine not having you in my life so you know oh you guys just so sweet I'm crying <laughs> in the club <laughs> well okay so what I wanted to say about these people that have like they had a negative impact on you but because of that you created some serious very big values around that so like your one of your main values is like friendship honesty you know um 
keeping it real. Like that's what you value now. And because of it's because of them. So like, thank you bitches. Right. Yeah. And also whenever you look back on a version of yourself to, you know, that version of myself, I used to get really sad when I used to think about, you know, me in high school and dealing with these emotions. And every time I would think about it, I would get so emotional, but I had a shift in the last year. Yes. As like approaching 30, I'm finally understanding some of high school, but, um, you know, I had this shift where I actually, when I thought about that version of myself, when I thought about that girl, she is actually so strong, so brave, and did things that I don't know if I'd have the courage to do now, you know, in order to try to protect herself and her energy and her space. And I actually became a lot more proud of that girl versus feeling sorry for her and feeling bad. And I think that there's always, when you think about growth, and that's kind of like this portion of the topic, like there's always a way to look back and just be really proud that you went through it. Mm, I guess yeah. that's called healing and growing girl. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I guess, uh, I guess mine would be, uh, this is a tough one. Mine would be my biological dad. Um, and this is particularly tough now because he passed away recently and it, wasn't like you know the relationship with him was always all bad in any way uh there was definitely positive aspects to it uh at times so you know there are there are pieces of him that I attribute my good qualities to but at the same time a lot of the lack of the relationship or the things that he did the ways that he did and didn't show up, I think definitely um, impacted me. And, uh, but I would say overall for the better, because it made me realize the things that I didn't want to be as a parent. It made me realize, you know, the things that, that I wanted to be incredibly present in every way, shape and form in my child's life. uh, And that I could never imagine not fully supporting him in every way, um, not wanting to be there for every big moment in his big and small moment in his life, uh, and wanting to make sure that he feels that. And, uh, you know, I think that if my relationship with my biological dad had been different, um, not that I would be like a a worse mom, but (laughs) if it was, I don't know. I feel like it, it was a blessing that he wasn't more involved in a way because I got to have my mom incredible, like my mom and my, who I, my adopted dad, my now dad, uh, have done such an incredible job, you know, raising us. And I think that if, he had been more involved in ways I wouldn't be, I definitely wouldn't be the person that I am today. So, and also, like I said, there were times over the years where there were highlights and positive aspects, but um, definitely uh, overall, just, you know, a a wild, uh, wild childhood, if you can imagine. 
Yes. And then it just so it's just it's just wild thinking about what the pain can do for you now. Well, and I think it's also a wild experience, and I'm sure that there's several people listening to this episode that can relate to not having the best relationship with a parent and suffering the loss of, you know, because now it's like, now there, there will never be another opportunity for a conversation with him. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like, I had already grieved the, the loss of the relationship or so I felt like I had before he actually passed. And then you know, once he passed, it was a whole different world. It was like, oh, well, now there's just, there's no, there will be no more conversation, you know, not like, not like I don't want to have a conversation. Now it's just that conversation's not an option. Uh, So anybody listening to this, just know, like, I feel you. Um, And it's, it's, you know, the, the grieving process is wild just in, in general, but especially in a situation like this, because you feel like you're over it and then something can happen that, that triggers a thought or a feeling either good or bad from, you know, a, a memory. And it's kind of re-sparks that grieving process again for a little bit. So, uh, um, I was just thinking about this, Kelsey, maybe you should, and it sounds very cliche, but maybe do like a message in a bottle or um come to arizona with me soon and go to his grave and maybe say something to him if you have more to say um just to make you just kind of like to uh closure Mm. i mean my so he doesn't have a grave uh we we did uh um you know we have his ashes and my brother is going to come up here and we're going to spread his ashes at a waterfall in New Hampshire that he requested. Um, so, you know, I feel like that will, will be, we did have like a little, uh, I couldn't be with my brother. So we FaceTimed uh, to kind of honor the, the good memories and the, uh, the great parts of him and just be able to remember that. Um, so we did that on his birthday. Actually, we got his ashes on his birthday, FaceTime my brother and my uh, niece and my sister-in-law to be able to do a little something. So we'll do the full thing, you know, once he's able to get here. But, um, and I definitely have closure. I think it's just, you know, you, you know, with like things that you're trying to heal through, it's, it's a never ending process really. Right. That's so true. Yeah. It's not linear. Yeah, I think it's always going to pop up, always, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it definitely has shaped you, you know, so I couldn't choose between fake friends, um, people, okay, another thing that I'm not going to even, I'm not going to go into, but huge uh, impact in my life is seeing lots of people that I really do like and love trapped in a job that they don't love and just like living that way. So that has totally shaped my life because I'm like, I love you so much, but I would never want to have that life and I'm gonna make sure I don't. So that, um, like one of my old uh, managers, I loved, he helped me so much. He was definitely a saint, he still is to this day. Like when I was going to hair school and um, 
just became a coach and I was still a bartender, he would make sure to like make sure that like I would still get work and be on the schedule and make a lot of money. Like he would just make sure I've had the good shifts and I could come in late, even though I was so busy and just made sure to keep me around, even though like he definitely could have replaced me. So, um, but my biggest one I'm like thinking of is probably my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say his name, but, um, we were together for 10 years, right? Like before Patrick, not right before, but pretty much like right after him, I just kind of went wild for a little while. It was fun, <laughs> but because of him, I learned so much and I have so many new values. Um, I was with him for 10 years. He cheated on me for all 10. And um, now I feel like because of him, I mean, I still love him to this day. I'm like, thank you so much for being who you were because look who I am now. You know what I mean? And I would, if I see him now, I would still give him a hug. Like I, I love him. Thank you so much for being who you are. I grew up with him literally 14 to 25, you know? Um, so one of the things that I value most now is honesty, acceptance. He never accepted the fact that like, I didn't go to college. Like his grandparents always, um, try to just throw that on him. So he threw it on me and I'm like, that's not what I want. It's not what I want right now. So stop throwing that on me and kind of made fun of me for going like, uh, having a different kind of job. Even if it was hairdressing at the time, he was like, what are you doing? You know, just made me feel dumb for not following what everybody else was doing. And, um, obviously like love because now I found it and I, I never thought I would, I really didn't, but because of him, I feel like I don't think I would ever go. My husband now, Patrick, we've been together for um, 10 years. We'll marry 10 years in December, but um, it's because of that shitty relationship that I gave somebody that is completely opposite of me a chance. So grateful. I stay grateful and thank you. <laughs> mm, I'm still going to need the Addy of that man to. <laughs> lay down the law no i'm just kidding I, I mean, this is the longest I, I usually like some have like a little bit of tabs on him like what are you doing are you okay are you in jail <laughs> are you alive um but i haven't i haven't i don't I have no idea in the last like maybe two or three years i have no idea but i'm sure he's fine and continuing to do the same things to the same like continuing to cheat do the same things he's never will not but mm -hmm. he will always teach girls lessons Mm -hmm. so keep doing what you're doing bro <laughs> i know a few of those <laughs> yeah 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 but anyway um how should we end this oh man yeah well i had an idea if we just i know we usually do tots truth or tequila yeah. um but i didn't know if i mean i'm not sure if you guys have during front of you let's see let's see Mm -mm -mm. Oh. Okay. okay that's what I'm like I think Kaylee's drinking a drink <laughs> oh yeah I'm drinking okay <laughs> I'm like could be water not <laughs> no, sure um yes uh but I was thinking that we could all just answer a question just because in honor of St. Patrick's Day and all of the beer that America will be drinking tomorrow <laughs> Irish or not um maybe like what your favorite beer is to order when you're out mm. hey can I just say this? Kelsey knows mine. 
Do you want to say it, Kelsey? <laughs> oh, the strongest beer you have. There it is. There it is. You'd like seven. Point zero and up, please. Thank you. That's literally all she ever says. She doesn't say the kind of beer. She just always says, um, yeah, I'll take the strongest beer you have. I have witnesses. <laughs> so just as a testament to everyone listening, this is very true. <laughs> I mean, I feel like when we're with her, though, we just end up following suit, too. We're like, okay, same. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, beer vibe? Great. Cool. Okay, okay. Let me just Make explain. This is an obvious explanation, but I don't like to drink a lot of calories so let me just have the strongest one you have and so i can have one or maybe two mm-hmm. okay. yeah. that is it's strategy really strategy oh. thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you uh mine is and i haven't had it in a minute but i love a grapefruit sculpin it's a brewery out of california and i'm pretty sure oh my god anyone who's really into beer, please don't quote me or come for me. Um, but it's just like this grapefruit essence in like an, in a strong IPA. I think it's like in the high sixes or sevens and, um, and it's just so refreshing for a beer. That's like, you know, packs a little bit of a punch with like all the hoppiness. Like I love hoppy floral aromas and like fruity aromas in my beers. So that is definitely my favorite. Mm. okay so can you say it one more time it's uh so it's the grapefruit and it's called a sculpin s-c-u-l-p-i-n again please don't come for me if that's wrong but no, uh um, i mean i'm here for it it's a good one. It very <laughs> summery i want it yeah it sounds perfect so for the summer yeah yeah uh mine i mean if i'm with Haley, it's the strongest gear they have <laughs> If I'm not, I I go for IPAs too. I used to hate IPAs. Like I used to despise them and I would get like a blue moon or, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I wouldn't order beer often, but now I love a good IPA. So mm-hmm. I don't have like a particular one though. I just kind of roll with it. Sam Adams usually has some good ones for sure. But, um, and there's so many local breweries now that are at least popping up in this area that I'm like, I don't even know if anyone listening, if they don't live in my state would know what beer I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish we could um, have a beer right now together, but can we do a big cheers? Just virtual cheers. 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 Happy St. Patrick's Day, babies. Happy St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Oh my God, Kelsey. Our, both of our drinks are green too, by the way. <laughs> That's the vibe. Oh, <laughs> Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day, boys. Yeah. Catch you on the next episode. <laughs>